there and welcome to the Living Enlightened Podcast. I am Michelle from Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker. Welcome. We um, don't have Beck with us again today because she is moving house and is a very busy lady. So we just haven't managed to tee up the time to get together. So I'm doing a couple of episodes which um, are a little bit more sort of general, I guess. And um, I'll get into the theme in a second. But um, we will get back to the Oracle cards. So we did flag a couple of episodes ago that we were going to talk about our favorite Oracle card decks, do some little reviews, and um, maybe make some recommendations um, of our favorites. So we will actually get into that um, with Bex back on deck. But at the moment, I'll um, just be going through this episode solo. So if you are listening to this, welcome. Um, the theme for today, uh, just before I get into what I've sort of been doing and uh, what I've, my biggest takeaway from the week is, um, is it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. So what this is about is I guess the ability that we have to express our emotions and we have the right to feel the way that we do and everyone has their own perspective. So that's what I'll be talking about this episode. But before we get into that, I guess I just wanted to talk about maybe one of my takeaways from the week. And um, what always tends to happen in my readings is we get these particular themes running through um, my readings. So connecting to people this week has been a lot about relationships and a lot about career. A lot of people have been asking about jobs and career. And I wonder whether, because it's heading into 2023, whether people are sort of thinking about this more so um, heading into like the new year. But um, everyone seems to be wanting to talk about their jobs and careers and things like that. So I guess if you're listening to this, um, you know, when it first goes to air, uh, in some cases, people will be listening to this maybe a couple of years down the track. Uh, But we are at the end of 2022, November 2022 right now as this goes to um, record. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people do tend to think about that leading up to the new year, news resolutions, uh, what's coming for us moving forward uh, and things like that. So that's what's um, been sort of going on for me, I guess. Um, But also, you know, I've had um, some beautiful events, um, a wedding. I've got a wedding actually this weekend uh, for one of my clients. So one of the amazing things about what I do for a living is sometimes I form relationships out of that. So sometimes I form actual, you know, friendships um, out of my readings. And this lady um, had a reading with me. She recommended me to like a million of her friends because all of a sudden I had so many people coming and um, having readings with me. It was just insane. And she recommended all of them. I was actually fully booked um, after she recommended all these people, including a hairdresser of hers um, who did come and have a reading with me too. But uh, he recommended me to a lot of his uh, clients before he even met me, which was really funny. So um, she has become a really good mate. I'm actually heading to a wedding. I did go to a hen's party and we went away for the weekend for that and uh, out to the hinterland. And I actually talked about that last episode. And that was such an amazing experience, such a great group of women. Uh, we did a beautiful high tea for that. And um, the English ladies, apparently the Aussies like English ladies a lot more than Aussie ladies because um, all the Aussies who were there didn't get eaten by Mozzies, but the um, English ladies did. Um, so that was a really good uh, realisation for me as well while I was there. So, um, yeah, just a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to the wedding for uh, that beautiful couple uh, tomorrow. So as this goes to air. So, um, yeah, it been a really great takeaway, a lot about relationships and love. And, you know, that then makes you sort of assess your own, you know, relationships and partnerships and um, that sort of thing. 
So, um, yeah, just, I guess, that real um, amazing sort of love energy, a lot of that around at the moment, and people reassessing their relationships too. So, uh, getting into the episode, we are, as I said, talking about, um, you know, what do we uh, do, I guess, if uh, things aren't going fabulously well in our life. It's my party and I'll cry for one, two is the name of this episode. But, um, you know, I guess I we're leading into this because um, I was made redundant in March 2020 and that's why I'm doing my own business now. But uh, how do we come to terms with those things? Because in a way, it is kind of grieving. And what I felt, you know, when I was made redundant was um, pretty sad, to be honest, because it was almost like you were leaving in disgrace. It almost felt like I was being fired um, and that I wasn't required anymore. Like it felt like I was sort of redundant, which is the term um, redundancy. But it did make me feel redundant as a person. So there's no send off. There was no farewell. I mean, I've you know left companies before of my own free will. I'd never been made redundant, and um, I always had a send off. I always had a farewell. You know, have people give me a card, make a speech, give me flowers. It was always really pleasant, and um, it's really difficult. You know, when you have this happen, um, a because it's not on your terms; it's on someone else's terms. But um, you know, I really liked my job. I really enjoyed what I was doing. So to be mad redundant, not have a send-off, not have a farewell, not get to say goodbye, it just felt very strange to me. So how then do you get closure? How then do you really grieve that? Because um, it is a grieving process. So I did find myself after that decision was made on the bathroom floor crying my eyes out um, of the building, you know, that I was uh, in at the time. And, um, you know, it was really, really sad for me. And uh, so I... Ended up walking out the door, excuse me, uh, it's late evening here um, in Australia where I'm recording. Um, I did end up walking out the door and just felt very odd, very strange. And it took a long time for me to really adjust to the fact that I wasn't working as a journalist anymore. It was very sad into a 21-year career. So how do we get that closure that we feel we deserve? If you have been through those circumstances, you know what I'm talking about. The worst thing about being made redundant is being made to feel that you did do something wrong. And that's what I felt like. Um, I was told to pack up my desk, um, hand back my swipe card and basically leave. Um, I didn't know whether to finish writing the story I'd been writing because I was actually in the middle of doing something when I was called in there. Um, you know, it's very sudden, very final. Um, and yeah, as I said, there's no after work drinks um, unless I organize them. Um, but, you know, I just couldn't imagine having to do that. You know, no one else offered for that to happen. Um, you know, sitting there figuring out what to take with me was really awkward as well. I wasn't sure what was really mine or what was theirs. I put a lot of effort into putting together um, a manual, which was all of my knowledge basically um, written into this manual, um, basically how I set up the system because the role that I was in, I created. I actually created that role. So it was brand new and um, I'd given a lot of my um, intellectual property over um, in a manual that I gave to the company before I was made redundant too. So all of those things are very awkward for me because I was like, what do I actually get to take with me and what's theirs? Um, and you never remember everything. So um, I guess as I sort of walked out with my tail between its legs, my legs, um, it was like no one actually knew what to say to me either. Um, you know, some people sort of waved, others kind of looked away, um, you know, and I just feel like why can't we celebrate or mark those momentous occasions in our own way. You know, maybe it's a glass of wine in the bath, uh, running until you throw up, 
Um, it is important to get closure in some way, shape or form. And I really feel that and I really want to communicate that. Uh, it could be a celebration of your service and of the future opportunities, um, you know, being grateful for the downtime that you now have. So I was made redundant literally on a Monday. And so Tuesday, I found that I no longer had a job. And that was very strange for me as well. So, you know, I kind of thought, why didn't they do it on Friday? But then, you know, you have a rubbish weekend. It's like, is there a really a good time to have to do that to someone? You know, uh, I also felt for the guy who um, gave me the uh, the notice, you know, to leave because I didn't actually know him. He was a new person in the company um, because our general manager had been made redundant at that point as well. So it's just really uncomfortable all around, you know, but I feel like, in my own way, um, I did a few things, which I got a um, I got a tattoo on my arm, and I also shaved half of my hair off, and I felt like that was not so much at the time. I didn't really realize it at the time, but I think afterwards, I kind of was like, you know what? I feel like that's something to show that I'm not going to go back into journalism again because I wouldn't probably be walking around with a tattoo on my arm and half my head shaved if I was a journalist because we did get in front of the camera a fair bit. Um, we did have a profile. And so I felt like that was kind of a sign after the event um, that I wasn't going back into it. So because I had been offered, you know, various roles, you know, bricky news reading and things, and I turned them all down. And people heard that I was um, out of the industry. So, um, yeah, I just didn't really feel like I wanted to go back into it. It was very high stress in that environment. And um, ultimately, that was the best thing for me because then I got into running my own business but um, it was a very emotional time regardless, finding myself unemployed on a Tuesday. So I did have um, a redundancy payout. I did have a fair amount, um, you know, saved. And so I was okay. You know, there was no real concern. But my thoughts immediately, once I was made redundant, turned to what I was going to do next. And that's the way my mind works. I did go for a lot of jobs. Uh, sadly, there was nothing in journalism really being advertised at that point because a lot of journos were let go, you know, during covid so there wasn't really anything for me um, in that way. So it was tricky. And that's why I decided, well, I'm just going to start my business, do angel card readings, do psychic mediumship, and I couldn't be happier. And that's the truth. You know, I am loving life. But, you know, as they're going through this, I mean, everyone's different. That was my experience. And, um, you know, I guess the biggest thing I wanted to say there just before I move on to my next point is that, you know, Lauren, who I used to do this podcast with initially, she said to me, Michelle, as long as you've got a plan B, you're good. And she was actually made redundant the same day. That's why we started a podcast together in the first place. Um, same day, you know, she was sending me all these encouraging messages when I told her that I was made redundant. And then she sent me a message um, probably an hour later saying she had just been made redundant too. And I couldn't believe it. I was still picking myself up off the floor. And then I got the news that she was let go as well. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, Laura and I still haven't met face to face. We live in different parts of Queensland um, and they're quite a ways away from each other. But um, yeah, we still met face to face, but I really felt like I've just made this amazing connection with her and uh, always had felt that. And, you know, it was like one of my best mates, you know, getting, um, losing their job too. So, um, you know, for us, we just supported each other through that. And I think if you're listening to this, it's really important if you do get made redundant, I had to have a plan B. Um, and that for me was the savings that I had and my redundancy payout. But um also, you know, have a great mate, you know, have a really close friend who can sort of, you know, weather you through the ups and downs and um, pick you up when you fall on your bum and, you know, you feel like all the world's, um, you know, against you. Uh, and I was really lucky that I had that in my life. So, you know, as we leave these places and, um, you know, I guess a lot more people probably know what redundancy feels like now that we've been through COVID because it wasn't uncommon for people to um, be made redundant. 
um, how do we move forward, you know? And I guess, you know, for me, I sort of questioned where should I draw the line with what I take or leave behind? And one of those things, I guess, with, with contacts, so when you leave a company, um, what is okay? You know, should um, should we be able to take our contact list with us, our database, um, or do I leave it there? You know, you get your um, your poor email address, you know, gets cancelled, and so whatever's in your emails, um, it doesn't. You know, you can't take that with you um, a lot of the time. And actually, one company that I did leave, and it wasn't a redundancy, but one company I did leave. Uh, willingly, they actually cancelled my emails without um, giving me a heads up. And I had said, you know, if you're going to cancel my email, let me know because I want to bring all my stuff across. So I had like audition tapes saved in there. Pretty much everything that I had in the 12 years at that company was saved in that email, in that inbox. And um, sadly, um, my boss, my former news director, um, I guess was maybe a bit peeved that I left the company or something, but he actually uh, went through and deleted my email um, and I lost everything. So my very first... um, a news bulletin that I did for that radio station, um, all my air checks, um, a lot of, yeah, personal stuff that I did for the company and uh, obviously work-related was all saved in that um, that email, stored in that email, and I lost everything. Um, and I went to the technicians and they couldn't um, restore that for me. So that was heartbreaking. That was absolutely heartbreaking. I lost so much stuff. So I guess, you know, think about that when you're uh, walking out the door, even if it's willingly, you know, walking away from a company, um, just make sure that you have got everything that you've transferred it across, maybe to your personal email, whatever you actually want to take with you, because that was a very um, big, hard, difficult lesson for me, uh, walking away from that and then losing all of that information. And really, that's my own fault. You know, I should have um, saved it across to my own um, personal email. And after that experience, I did change what I was doing and I did send everything, um, you know, that I wanted to hang on to, especially my air checks um, to my personal emails. Um, Walking away, you know, do we seek revenge, I guess, um, is another one. So, you know, do we, you know, go there and take action? Do we, you know, bail, bag them out or anything like that? I mean, there's so many different options um, that sort of ran through my mind because I was pretty angry. I was pretty upset because um, I did offer a few things to stay, you know, pay right, pay cuts and um, stuff like that, but nothing was okay, nothing was accepted. Um, and then some interesting posts went out on LinkedIn from that company about how amazing the digital team was performing. And in actual fact, they'd made most of the digital team redundant. I was a big part of that. And so was my colleague, Lauren. Um, And they were putting out this post about how great the digital team was performing. And that was just rubbing salt in the wound. You know, I'd left the company, um, was trying to make the most of it, trying to make the best of it, trying to move on. And then I saw that post go up on LinkedIn and I was just like, what on earth? Um, I haven't seen any posts like that since, mind you, because we've all gone. um, And I don't imagine they're performing as well as they were when I was there and when my colleague was there. But um, yeah, it was just like salt in the wound. I was like, how could you put that up? Especially after you've just made your whole team redundant pretty much and talking about how great we were performing. Because um, this was during COVID. I was posting a lot of stuff. I was on 24-7. It was just nonstop, barely getting any sleep. And, um, you know, it was just a lot of work. And now that I'm out of it, I just kind of sit here reflecting on that and think, my God, my adrenals, um, you know, were just massively in overdrive. It was very unhealthy. And, um, you know, obviously looking after myself the best I could, but I could have been a lot healthier. And I do feel that now that I really have, um, 
you know, boosted my immune system again. I'm feeling great, uh, getting eight hours or more a night sleep. And I never got that when I was in radio because it was just constantly worried about this story breaking, that story breaking. It was just never ending. Everywhere you go, there's stories when you're a newsroom person. Um, there's a car crash, you know, I've got to ring the newsroom about the traffic situation or I put a post up about it. I'll drive home and put a story up about it on the digital website that we have. Um, and that was a role I created, it was digital news. So, you know, do we prank call our boss to make ourselves feel better? You know, how do we sort of make ourselves feel a bit better? There was a lot of anger that I really had to process and deal with. And I guess being friends with some of my colleagues really helped. You know, I stayed in touch with um, a lot of my colleagues and still do to this day. We meet up and uh, we chat on Messenger and uh, FaceTime and things like that. And that's been really important to me to help me process it because they're, they're involved. They know the company, they know the people. Um, so it helped to sort of talk through that. And I guess when you are grieving, whether it is a job or a human being, um, it's really important to have people who get it, you know, who are on the same page, um, who understand and they can um, empathize. Um, and that's a difficult thing, I think, with um, losing a human being. Unless someone's been through that, a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. And especially if it's a parent losing a child, um, it can be really hard for people to, you know, know what to say. And I have spoken to um, some friends of mine and I've got a lot of clients, I guess, who've lost children. And they always say, Michelle, you know, we lost a lot of friendships because people just didn't know what to say. They didn't say anything. And basically that friendship fell by the wayside. And that's a real loss. That's really, really sad to me um, that that could be the case. And, um, you know, quite heartbreaking. And I just feel like it's unnecessary um, because even with the redundancy, I mean, some people, as I said, just, um, yeah, felt really uncomfortable at the whole thing and uh, didn't really want to address it or talk about it with me either. So, um, yeah, I guess you find out who your, um, who your real mates are after going through something like that. Um, you know, some of the things, as I said before, is, um, you know, do we prank call? Do we try to get revenge? Do we, I mean, I could have commented on that post on LinkedIn, you know, and just said, well, what a crock of shit, you know, was this made redundant? Um, thanks so much. Um, so the digital team is no longer, I mean, I could have retaliated, you know, but I just feel like that's um, sort of below me. It's not really my personality and um, that's sinking to, you know, a level that I'm not comfortable with. So what this show is about, what this podcast is about is, I guess, you know, raising your vibration. And that's what Beck and I, our intention is to always um, promote and um, help you guys with. So we take the higher road always, you know, that's um, definitely been my theme for most of my life is to not give people what they expect. And I feel like that was um, what I did in terms of this situation with this company um, is I didn't want to give them what they expected. Now, not long after I was made redundant, I got a phone call from a journalist who worked for the um, one of the well-known newspapers on the Sunshine Coast. And she said, you know, I'd really like to talk to you about what's happening with you sort of moving forward in your, um, in your business and how that's all going and everything like that. And so we did, we had a little conversation, we sat down, she was a former colleague of mine from that radio station. And um, we sat down and had a really great chat and it was awesome. And, um, you know, she asked me about the redundancy and how that all unfolded. And so I went through that. And I was very cautious. I mean, with me being a journalist, I was very cautious not to mention certain things because I didn't want to mention, you know, names, I didn't want to get anyone into trouble. So I was very cautious about all of those things. And when the article went up, it was a great article, great photo, you know, all of that. But um, it did go into a lot more detail about the redundancy than I expected, I guess. But it was also there were certain bits and pieces that were left out. Um, and I did have a very supportive news director at the time, which I went into a lot of detail about how great she was. She came around with me, supported me, held my hand, gave me hugs. You know, I was in so much turmoil. 
uh, before I left the building. And um, after I left, she was ringing me, checking in on me, making sure I was okay. It was really, really great. And I had said all of this in the article to that journalist and that didn't kind of go um, into the article. Now, I understand journalism um, because I am one. And so I know that they will take certain bits and pieces out because of, you know, space, you know, um, time constraints and stuff like that. Um, So I get that. But it was sort of the key parts of that support that were really left out. And the company name was also mentioned and I hadn't mentioned the company name uh, for fear of identifying them because I didn't want to get into trouble. So the company name was added. And as a result of that, one of the uh, staff members, and this is where we can get ourselves into strife, um, one of the staff members actually saw that article, one of my former staff members, and um, she cracked it a fair bit at that journalist for writing the article and um, was super critical of it. Now, the point of the article was to show that, you know, basically it's life after death, um, it's rebirth. It was really about me moving forward life after journalism, you know, the whole thing. So the really, it was about uplifting people, motivating people, exciting people, you know, showing that you can hit rock bottom and then claw your way back up and make a successful business for yourself, which is what I've done. But I feel like the meaning of that was kind of lost a little bit in the way that I guess it was put together. And um, then it attracted this, um, you know, not great feedback from a former colleague of mine, which also upset me. So we do have to be very careful. I mean, I feel like I had good intentions going into that, but I guess it didn't um, come out the way that I intended and it did um, backfire a little bit. So, you know, I just think um, moving forward, we do have to think very carefully about that or maybe communicate our intentions to the person we're speaking to a little bit more uh, when we're going in and doing interviews in that way. So, um, you know, I guess in terms of moving forward, um, one of my thoughts was while I was um, thinking about this uh, article in particular was should we have an official redundancy day added to the calendar? And this is where potentially we celebrate those people who have been made redundant because I can't can't think of anyone who enjoy being made redundant. I do know some people who have been, um, not so much just journalists, but just in general. And I've never heard anyone say, yeah, it was great. It was the best day of my life. Um, And really the people who've been been made redundant, they haven't done anything wrong. They've just been let go because um, the position, you know, no longer exists. Um, There's not enough money to keep that, you know, particular um, position uh, going. Um, Or we have unprecedented circumstances like we did with COVID. So, um, you know, I think that um, that raised a lot of questions for me, especially with um, leaving the company, whether or not I should still be able to mingle with those uh, former colleagues of mine as well. Um, but I mean, I felt like that was fine. Um, they were happy to, you know, hang out with me still and be in touch. Um, but you know, that's another thing, you know, um, is that awkward, um, to continue to hang out with those, um, people. Should we have a farewell party? Is that something that, you know, should be considered the people who have been made redundant? Um, you know, adding redundancy day to the calendar, um, you know, is that something like Father's Day, Mother's Day? Should we appreciate those colleagues who were let go in those ways um, and made to feel less than, you know? So I just thought I was, you know, trying to come up with different ways to really celebrate these people because a lot of us don't get farewells. Um, And I guess I could have asked for it or fought for it or whatever, but I was a bit embarrassed. It just felt a little bit funny to me, a little bit strange. Um, So I guess I didn't push that. But um, really, I think that we should be celebrating these workers because certainly during COVID, a lot of people were made redundant. And then now, I mean, what have we got? We've got staff shortages bloody everywhere. You know, it's insane. Um, going to the airport, trying to fly, people are losing their luggage. 
um, cafes. We've got cafes up the street, you know, and um, one of them is shutting at midday every day and they closed on Sunday because they just don't have the, the staff. The staff are getting trained up and they're leaving. Now that people can travel overseas, a lot of them are traveling overseas and they just don't have that um, loyalty, I guess. Um, and so we've got new staff members. Every time I go there, there's a new staff member there uh, and they've had to put out their prices as well. So, you know, I really feel like we should be... Um, looking after our staff better and we do need to try and fill a lot of the positions that we've, um, you know, that we've lost. We lost so many staff members. Um, so I guess, you know, what I wanted to finish up with today was, um, you know, appreciate A, what you have, um, you know, in that role because um, I did, as I said, really enjoy that role. However, you know, now that I think about it, the universe was really pushing me in a different direction. I was getting some pushes and shoves and, you know, things have been a bit unpleasant from time to time working within that place. Um, and so, you know, I think what we need to think about is, um, you know, are we getting those pushes from the universe to get into something different? Is there something more for us? And, you know, I was already doing sort of readings a little bit part-time on the side and healings, and I just hadn't got into it fully. And so I always had that um, job there that was sort of my safety net, and that was preventing me in a way, you know, from jumping ship because um, it was safe and comfortable and I loved it. So getting that little kick in the pants, um, well, big kick in the pants, um, was a great wake-up call for me. And as I said, that allowed me to start that uh, podcast with Lauren. Um, you know, we connected at the same level, really, because we both went through the same experience at the same time on the same day. And we were there to support each other. And, you know, that for us was a bit of a point of difference. And I loved doing that with her. Lauren's currently doing mentorship with me and uh, learning how to develop her psychic skills and abilities. And um, she's launching her business, um, which is really incredible. So going from someone who was quite scared of all of this woo-woo stuff, um, she's now going to be doing readings and um, things on other people. So that just blows my mind. So we, um, we're still, you know, just as close as ever and always will be because we've been through this amazing, challenging experience together and um, that's never going to change. No one's ever going to take that away from us. So I guess, you know, the message I want to leave you with is see this or try to see this experience of being, you know, made redundant if that's your experience or getting that massive kick in the pants from the universe as just a push in the right direction. You know, maybe we're not what we're supposed to be. Maybe we... Um, have other things we're supposed to be doing, which are better for us, um, healthier for us, better lifestyle choices, etc. Um, you know, I know, as I said, the radio wasn't super healthy for me. My hormones were just crazy and all over the place. And, um, you know, it wasn't a super fun lifestyle. It was, um, you know, not getting eight hours a night. It was getting up very early in the morning. And, um, you know, it uh, could have been quite detrimental, I think, long-term because I was in it for over two decades. But I feel like long-term, it's, um, you know, it's something that I definitely think that could have been very detrimental and I probably would have shortened my lifespan um, as well. So I guess in terms of recommendations, um, there's some really great books um, that are out there. And I might put this into the um, show notes. And one of them actually has my favorite flower on the cover, uh, which is the sunflower. And this one's actually called Rebuilding Your Life After Redundancy. And it's by Janet Davis. And um, this was updated in 2009. So it has been around a little bit for a little bit of time. But it talks about the trauma of redundancy and all the different people who've been through that. You know, there's so many people worried about job security, certainly during 2019, 20. Um, this was written before that. 
But um, she talks about how to reinvent careers with all the uncertain uh, climatic conditions and economic conditions that we're facing. And um, so that was actually a really good write. And I just loved the cover because it's got that beautiful uh, sunflower on it. So the other one that I really liked was, it's a Penguin Books one. Why losing your job could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Five simple steps to thrive after redundancy. Now, I thought this one was a really great one as well. Um, It's Eleanor Tweedle or Tweedle it might be. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce Eleanor's surname. But um, this is just simple. It's, you know, I love um, those, you know, technology for dummies, education for dummies, you know, those real simple kind of bang, bang, bang books. And so this is five simple steps. It's all broken down into um, to help us to move on successfully after being made redundant. So sometimes, you know, we don't know how to pick ourselves up. Me, I'm a cat. You know, I land on my feet. That's great. Not everyone's like that. So Eleanor Tweedle um, breaks it down into five simple steps to help you guys move forward. And, you know, she she says redundancy is one of the hardest challenges you'll ever face. Um, but with the right support and advice, it could be a chance, an opportunity, you know, to head in a different direction. A moment to stop, think and make positive changes and may even be the best thing that ever happened to you. So Eleanor actually works with organizations and uh, individuals, so groups and individuals going through redundancy. So um, she's put the book together based on the result of her work that she does. She draws on a personal experience, conversations with clients. Um, and basically shows us how we can learn to adapt and thrive during one of the most difficult and transformative experiences of our lives. And this five-step plan is really going to help you get through the shock, which it really is. It's shock and grief, you know, to get through that and to thrive moving forward. So there's a couple of recommendations, a couple of different books. I will stick those into the show notes. Um, so hopefully that will resonate with you if you are listening to this today. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you all being here um, and taking the time to tune in. And uh, Beck will hopefully be back next week. I'm anticipating we'll be doing the Oracle card um, sort of reviews next week. So we'll be back, hopefully back to normal um, and doing our Oracle card draws for the show and things like that as well. So um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, if you want to get in touch, um, the best way to do it is either through Facebook, um, which is Living Enlightened Podcast. Um, our email is livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. And you can also reach us via Podbean, which is the way that we actually broadcast this show. So thank you so much. And uh, my feeling is hopefully Beck will be back next week. Love to you all. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you.